Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Welcome back to the Dynasty Nerds Podcast. Rich is gone tonight, so you're listening to the sweet tones of Garrett Price, but even the sweeter vocal cords of Matt O'Hara. Matt, how's it going, buddy? Hey, good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. We uh we're taking a week off from the uh the the prospect breakdowns. Yep, we, we did yep. a, a two shows of of quarterback, two shows of running backs, and then partway through the running backs, we just said pause. Free agency happened. We got to talk about it. We've got there's a lot a lot to cover. Uh, a lot Ooh. of guys changing places, whether that would be. Uh, via trade or via free agency. So we figured we got to talk about it. Uh, but before we do, as always, we're going to remind you guys about the fantastic app that we like to call Underdog. Everyone else also likes to call it Underdog, too. It's because it's its us. name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cute little nickname, also known as its real name. Uh, it is the best place to join those best ball leagues. Look, if you don't know what best ball is, it's it's going to revolutionize your life because if you listen to this show, chances are, like me, like Matt, you really enjoy the drafting process. Drafts are so much fun. Problem is, every time you draft, then you have to manage all of those teams and it starts and sits and trades and free agent pickups and all that. It's a lot of work. It is. There's fun in that. There's beauty in that. But it is a lot of work. So if you just want to draft and just get rid of all the headache, Underdog is for you. You get to go there. You just draft a bunch of players, and the best ones at each position just automatically get put into your starting lineup. No trades, no no free agency, nothing like that. It just does it for you, so it's easy as could be. Best of all, if you sign up now with the promo code NERDS, they'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash. So that's make the first deposit $10 or more. If it's $10, they'll give you $10, $50, $50, $100. But best of all, this time of year, more so than any other time of year, actually I lied, all times of year are great, but now with the film room, we you want to get that Dynasty Nerd, Nerd Herd membership. Well, you can get that as soon as you sign up for Underdog. If you use that promo code NERDS, you will also get a free full year. We're not giving you a month. We're not giving you you know quarter of the year or anything like that. A free full year that's... That's the film room, the GM tool, the nerd scores, the extra podcast, all of that stuff you get absolutely free. And Matt, we're, we're hosting our own best ball leagues as well. So you even have opportunities to play against us in some of these best ball leagues. So Matt, this is what I like to call the classic win, win, win. It's a, it's a triple win. Yeah. It's a three wins. Triple win. It's a win, win, three triple win right there. <laughs> All right, so head there now, promo code NERDS, and you can get all that action and more with the GM tool, with the Nerd Herd, and with Underdog. All right, so Matt, we are going to get into this quarterback position, and uh, we're going to be looking at some of these. There's not a ton of quarterback movement action. We thought at this point there might be more with guys like Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. So far, nothing. Yeah, we'll kind of cover those guys as it comes down the pipeline. Um, but now, I mean, I think obviously the, the biggest name to move and I guess the, the, the first shoe to drop kind of was, was Derek Carr. You know, he obviously he got released early. So he was able to sign the earliest and he moves from Las Vegas to New Orleans. He's, the, he's back there with Dennis Allen, same coach. Um, you know, some familiarity there, uh, from his time in Oakland. Um, so. I mean, for me, this is, you know, it was a four year, $150 million contract. I mean, that's, they're making a nice, nice commitment to Derek Carr. And, you know, I, I think this is really good for them. I feel like he is, you know, Andy Dalton operated last year, that offense pretty well. And I feel like Derek Carr is a step up from it. Um, so I, I think this, yeah. I mean, it's not a huge step in my opinion, uh, but Derek Carr is a step up. So I, I think we can kind of, Expect to see the same sort of numbers from guys like Chris Olave. Um, 
you know, we'll see what happens with Michael Thomas, right? I mean, it sounds like they right. are restructuring him. The and he's, you know, he wants to maybe stay. Guys like Juwan Johnson, very nice addition, yeah. I think, for a guy like that. Um, so, what do you think? I mean, I feel like Juwan Johnson might be the guy that I'm probably most excited about with with Derek Carr's past with a guy, you know, athletic tight end like Darren Waller. Um, but what do you think, Darren? Um, about the Derek Carr signing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, I think it's a great move for that organization. They've had a lot of instability since Drew Brees has uh, retired. So they needed somebody with that, that pedigree, uh, with the ability to get the ball down the field a little bit. And they still think that they're in win now mode. I'm still not convinced that they are. But they still believe it. So with them believing it, they wanted to get that established veteran. And we could still see Carr put up very similar numbers here with the Saints that he was putting up with the Raiders. I don't I don't anticipate any significant gains or any significant drop-off uh, in what, what he was doing the past few years. So I think we could still expect some good things uh, out of Carr. And, yeah, I, I think Johnson and Olave, uh, there's, there's some nice little bumps there. We'll see about Alvin Kamara. Obviously, it would you know work for him as well, but we don't know the whole legal situation that's going to be happening with him. So there's still you know a little ambiguity there. But I mean, Saints fans have to be thrilled to because we, we've seen this with so many different franchises. Until you have that guy that you believe in, you're you're you're, you're chasing your tail. I mean, you're just constantly trying to figure out, figure out the next guy, trying this guy, camp battles. And we're going to be talking about quite a few battles that are going to be happening. And hopefully those teams get one of those two guys to actually stick. But this team didn't want to wait for that. They didn't want to deal with that. Uh, we, we knew that they were after somebody. They were looking to, to get Deshaun Watson last year. They were thought to be one of the main teams uh, in the race there for that. So I think they're happy to finally get their guy and just have that situation settled. Yeah, and and back to your point about them being in a window or thinking that they're in a window. And in that division, it's wide open. Uh, so I yeah. do believe that they are kind of in a window. They've managed to tweak their salary. They were in, a, I mean, a really bad spot as far as salary cap space, and now they're in the middle of the pack. They've got about fifteen million dollars yeah. of salary cap space. So they're doing some magic. I know it's basically kicking the can, you know, down the road. They're gonna eventually that stuff's gonna accelerate and kind of. Um, catch up with them, but the way their division and specifically the, the whole NFC is just a lot more of an open book than it is in, in the AFC, an easier road, we'll say, through through the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. I can see why they're making these kind of moves and, and going out and getting a guy because their defense is still solid. Um, uh, so it was really just kind of getting a captain for that offense. And, and Derek Carr is that, you know what I mean? He's a very stabilizing type of figure. Um, he's, he's real steady Eddie, uh, but he can, he can do some things he's going to always need. I feel like a little bit of help from the defense, if he's going to kind of advance and get deep into, into a playoff run. But I think that's what new Orleans has. So yeah, uh, it might be a yeah, really good fit for them. Right. Yeah. I think it is a great fit. And most of our fantasy assets in, in, in new Orleans is happy about it. So that's really what matters mostly for us. Uh, the only other big deal that happened so far at the quarterback position, there's a couple smaller ones we'll touch on uh, real quick. The only other big one was Jimmy G. Got three years, $72 million. But the way it's structured, it's really only for sure a one-year deal. Uh, there's two more solid years that could be there, but they have a potential out after this first season. So I don't think that they've put themselves in a spot where they're married to Jimmy G., but if things go well and they make the playoffs and maybe even advance a round or two, then the, they have the ability to be able to move on and keep moving with him. But I don't think this rules out the possibility of them taking a quarterback early if a Levis or Richardson falls to, what do they have, pick seven, pick eight, something like that. Do you see that as a possibility still or no? I mean, I absolutely do, yeah. I mean, I think Jimmy G is a guy that knows the system there from his time in New England and his time with Josh McDaniels. So I think he'll be able to go in there and operate the system pretty easily there. But I, I don't know. I don't like some of these other moves. I mean, they obviously they traded Darren Waller away, 
but they signed a running back. Like it's a, it is a very confusing kind of situation for me to, to kind of pinpoint usually, you know, like people's, people's roster moves and, and that kind of stuff paints some sort of picture, either it's uh, for financial reasons or something like that, but I'm kind of all around confused as to what, um, kind of course Las Vegas is taking. They're getting rid of a, a quarterback in Derek Carr to replace him with a guy that is familiar with the system, but is he really an upgrade? I mean, not really. I, I don't think so. Uh, but what I think they are doing is I think McDaniels lost this locker room last year. Uh, I think you heard Jacobs at the end of the year. You've heard Devontae Adams multiple times. You've heard different players. He brought in a guy that was from New England and – the first big player they signed after Jimmy G was Jacoby Myers, a player f- right. from New England. So I think they're yeah. trying to get captains of the team to buy in so that way McDaniels can keep the locker room because I think without some of those pieces, they, they might have lost it. So that's my guess. Will it work? Probably not, but I think that's the attempt. It feels like bubblegum in the dam. Like all these little moves, like it doesn't, yeah. it's not really going to make a big impact on the field. And then you're almost going to have a divided locker room again. Like you're going to have guys that are buying in and then these superstar guys that you paid a bunch of money that are kind of like, uh, this isn't my thing. You know what I mean? That's what I feel is coming down right. the pipeline. That's how I would read this situation. Um, so overall, I'm not like super excited about any of the assets there in Las Vegas. Cause I just, I just don't feel good about the situation, the coaching situation and the locker room situation, the chemistry situation. Um, so that one is going to feel icky to me. I feel like all year. Um, so, and, and Jimmy G isn't, he isn't enough of a needle mover for me to be like, yes, mm-hmm. that was the piece that's going to push them and then into the right direction. So to your point, your earlier question, I do, I do not rule out them drafting a quarterback at all. I think that would be, a good move if they if they really love somebody to maybe spark this thing and get it going in the right direction. For this season specifically, how worried are you about Adams? Because what really brought him to Vegas was Derek Carr. I mean, they were best friends, played together in college. We know that for the most part, there were a couple of weird games in there, but for the most part, he was fed early and often. Do we expect that same type of production since it is the same offense? Or do we think that had more to do with Derek Carr and the addition of Jimmy G instead might tamper his numbers a little bit this year? Um, so I think Devonta Adams is, he still has enough juice that I'm, I'm okay with him. You know what I mean? Like I feel, okay. I, I, I don't see him as the same asset he was. I think it, it mm-hmm. is a little bit depressed. Um, but not but significantly. I've, I've, not significantly, but I feel like it's, He's trending in that direction down anyway, in, in my sure. eyes. You know what I mean? So it's not like, um, it, this move or, or the, the change of quarterbacks isn't really a huge difference. It is a, a slight bump, but also the fact that he's just an aging superstar and they're just not never going to be able to maintain that sort of level forever. So it's a natural, I think, decline as well. Okay. How about you? Where do you sense. see him? I think I'm in a pretty similar boat. I kind of already thought that he was probably going to trend that way. This was probably last year of that top five type of production. And I thought we were going to still maybe see him as a wide receiver one this year, but maybe more like 10, 11. But then with Jimmy G, does that push that to 13, 14 instead? You know, something like that. Not a yes. drastic difference, but but something that, that does change it a little bit. Yes, I could definitely that's within the realm of possibilities for, for me. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. that's where I, I'm seeing him. That's what I think. Okay. Um, so as far as the rest of the quarterbacks go, we, we don't have anyone else that is a for sure starter, but we do have several guys that were signed and look like they could be competing. So I'm going to list off a few names for you here, Matt. And yeah. super you, flex notable guys, right? I mean, like that's it. Yes, exactly. These are guys that could be your third quarterback at some point, but we don't even know for sure if they're getting the job, so we'll have to see. So you tell me which one you like the most to win their job, which ones you don't want to touch, whatever. So here, here's the names here. Taylor Heineke, now in Atlanta with Desmond Ritter. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, now in Washington with Sam Howell. We have Baker Mayfield 
now in Tampa Bay with Kyle Trask. And then we have Gardner Minshew, who at the moment is alone in Indianapolis, but many thought that they might sign a free agent. Lamar Jackson is still an outside possibility for them. But then there's also rumor with them picking at four that they could potentially be taking the third or fourth quarterback off the board as well. So he he will we'll list him for now as well. Of all of those names, is there one that stands out like, yeah, that guy's probably going to be the starter, or I wouldn't touch that guy with a 10-foot pole. I'm selling him as fast as I can. Um, I mean, I think the guy that stands out to me the most is probably um, Jacoby Brissett. I, I think he did a reasonably good job last year. I think he's right now better than a, a Sam Howell, and I think they're currently picking like 16th in the first round. So who knows if there's anyone that they're going to be able to draft their way down there in the middle of the round that would be able to come in and unseat them. I mean, obviously anything could happen on, on draft day and they could, they could be one of these surprise teams that moves up. You, you really never know um, if they fall in love with somebody. But for me, that's the guy that, that kind of sticks out as the steady Eddie guy that, that is just going to beat out a second year guy. And unless there's some crazy um, jump up in the draft, he's going to be able to beat out any the rookie as well that they bring in. So I, I really do think he's the guy. How about you? Do you got any, uh, I mean, Baker obviously is. Baker's the one that I was going to select as the one I thought had the best shot. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to win the job as well. So I, I feel I, you know, uh, he's going to be able to beat out Trask because Trask is just. Trash. We, he's, he's just, uh, he was an unknown. I mean, we don't even know what he is really. Um, I didn't particularly like him coming out. Um, so I think Baker showed last year that he is a capable NFL quarterback. Uh, I never really thought he wasn't. It, it just didn't work out in Cleveland. He played through injury his whole entire last year there and kind of rode that, rode that uh, injury kind of out of town. He rode himself out of a job, unfortunately, by playing through that injury. Um, so Baker t- t- at Tampa Bay, I think that is, that's a nice fit. And, I don't know how to feel about the assets there if he wins that game. How do you see that situation? Yeah, I think this is a no-win situation for the assets in in Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I think you would, in some senses, I do think Baker's the better quarterback, and he does have that moxie that guys, he, he can be polarizing. Guys either really like him or they really don't. Um, but I think he has a better chance to rally that locker room better than a, a Kyle Trask would. But sometimes you get blessed by these big-armed young quarterbacks that just don't care and they just chuck it because you're not starting Trask, but you might be starting Evans or or Godwin, and if he's just going to chuck it downfield to them, yeah, half the time it might be an interception, but half the time it might be a big play too. So I think you can go six one way, half a dozen the other. Uh, I I don't think it's a great situation. Either way, it's, it's a significant downgrade from what they had last year in Tom Brady. So I think all of those assets are, um, you know, Mike Evans at this point, I, I think we can kiss his thousand yard consecutive seasons can goodbye. Probably uh, Chris Godwin. We'll, we'll see. He's the younger of the two players and is the, the more talented probably at this point in his career. So he might be fine still, but I, I still wouldn't expect high end numbers. I do really quickly want to go back to uh, Washington. Cause you mentioned them. Oh yeah, Brissett or Hal. I actually really like Hal. I was pre-draft. Uh, he was he was my favorite quarterback. Now, after the draft was over, obviously he he gets fifth round draft capital. I had to move him down, but I still only had him as my second. I think a second or third guy uh, behind. Uh, let's see, I had Pickett, Willis, and then him. So he was my third guy uh, post-draft. I always liked what he did. I thought he he had quite a bit of juice. Uh, guy that makes plays, and in his limited time, it wasn't a lot, but in his limited time at the end of the season last year, he showed quite a bit. So the good news for D- Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, and those guys is of all of these situations, whichever quarterback ends up winning the job, I think is the best of this entire group. Like I, I think Sam Howe could get the job done, but if Brissett wins it, we saw what he did with uh, Amari Cooper last year. He kept him fantasy relevant all year and he finished as a a wide receiver one. So uh, obviously Watson was there for part of that, but 
he he kept him very very relevant. So I think he could do the same thing to the major assets that are part of the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I, I kind of did gloss over that pretty quickly, but um, that for for those assets, I, I think I think I agree. I agree. Sam Howell is to me. I think we kind of even compared him to a Baker Mayfield type uh, of quarterback, yeah. where you they know, look he's a, they, they do look alike. And even in body style, all that kind of stuff, they're very similar. So I, I think he can keep that. I, could, I he could keep that, you know, offense going and and, and fantasy relevant. But I, personally, I think Brissett's just he's a thirty year old guy. He's been around the block. I think he's probably going to be the yeah. guy that wins, unless it's unless it's super close. You know what I mean? If it's a super close, tight race, and, and Howell has taken a pretty big jump, he I mean he could win that job just based off the fact that he has a future there. You know what I mean? Like more than a sure. couple of years type of future. So um that one, I guess that is the only way I see that kind of tilting towards Howell is if it's close enough uh, and he's taking a kind of a big jump this year. So it's, it's interesting. These are going to be cool, like fun camp battles, like you said. Um Yeah. Uh, but you know, obviously Minshew, we know what Minshew is. I would imagine they're going to make some sort of move there. So while it's a nice story, I think, I think he went to a place where he thought, Hey, I've got a shot here at least. You know what I mean? To start. That's probably why he went to Indy. Um, it's probably not more than a bridge situation. If, if anything, you know what I mean? If they draft a guy, maybe Minshew's better than him for the first four or five games, but it's right. going to be, a, it's going to be one of those things where he gets replaced in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And as far as Heineke goes, uh, the whole Atlanta situation just strikes me as we're punting for 2024. We want Caleb Williams or Drake May. Uh, so I, I think, I think Desmond Ritter probably wins that job. Uh, he looked decent at the end of the, he had a couple really rough games to start, but then his last two were actually pretty solid. Uh, so I think he did enough there that they're just kind of going to ride that out, uh, and see how it goes. Unless, unless they're also in a position at, I think they're right after the Raiders. So one of those guys could fall and they could end up, you know, drafting an Anthony Richardson or somebody like that as well. So I don't think that's a done deal, but I think Heineke is either the second or the third string. So at this point, great backup to, you know, help you win three or four games if you need them to. But other than that, like that, that's all that is there. So yeah, I feel um, like Heineke, if he's playing, it's real bad news for Atlanta. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Exactly. So. Exactly. All right. Well, before we get to the running back position, let me tell you about FFPC. That's right. FFPC launched 2010. So it's been around for a little bit here, but the best part is they have never had a dynasty league fold. There's nothing worse than starting up a dynasty league, getting a bunch of draft capital saying, this is my year. I'm going to get to draft Bijan and Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Charbonnet and just. <laughs> ah, Down it goes. It's all gone. Uh, there goes your league. Uh, they have never had a league fold. Not one single league. So you can go there, whether you're a baller and you're like, look, I want to put 2K on this league. Or you're like, I like to play it a little more conservative with my, uh, with my fantasy money. And uh, I just want to do a $77 league. You know what? We could even take that $77 league with promo cur- curds, promo code nerds. <laughs> Rich isn't here, so somebody had to stumble over their words. There you go. That's perfect, man. Nailed it. Yeah. Promo code curds or nerds. Or either nerds. One. Probably, well, no, probably just the one. <laughs> not not either one. Yeah. If you put curds, let me know, and I'll send you a high five. But if you put nerds, you'll get $25 off uh, of your entry fee. So that'll put you down to 52 bucks. So that makes it extremely bucks. affordable to go over there play, win a bunch of money. Sometimes you even get discounts on teams if they're like, man, this team is hot garbage, but I like a challenge. You know, you might even get that that team for cheaper uh, than advertised. So head over there, myffpc.com, promo code nerds, not curds, promo code nerds for $25 off any entry for new members. All right, Matt, let's head over to the running back position. Lots of running backs uh, got either new deals or, or ended up signing with new teams. But is there one that stands out to you that you're like, this signing, this move 
move the needle for me in terms of his fantasy value more than anyone else? Um, man. Because I got a couple. No. If you want me to go, I got a couple that move the needle for me quite a bit. It's it's not James Robinson. It's not. Well, I love James Robinson, but it, I no, know it is, it is not James Robinson to New England. I mean, I I mean, uh, but he's also with another running back I love. So now I just love that whole backfield. Uh, if, which which also goes back to my point about how, can you really trust Ramondre Stevenson going into this year? <laughs> They're already bringing in other people to take away his workload. Um, but anyway, I'm trying to decide between two guys and which one is going to be my sleeper buy of the Ooh. week. And I think I think for me, my sleeper buy of the week is going to be Miles Sanders. I really do like the fit there. Obviously, there's not too. much else there. And he's going to Frank Reich, who, who's going to have some familiarity with that offense, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, Frank Reich coming originally from the Philadelphia stuff and all that kind of good stuff. Um, it's so for me, that's a kind of a, a nice lateral move to somewhere where there's there's less competition for touches. And there's not a guy, mm-hmm. Kenneth Gainwell, who's going to be dealing goal line carries for some ungodly reason all season and stuff like that. So for me, my sleeper by the week, Miles Sanders moving on from Philadelphia, going to Carolina, getting a four-year deal, $25 million. Yeah, and that's really of all of the free agent movement as far as the running backs go, he was the only one that you're like money-wise, situation-wise, you're like, yeah, he's he's the guy. It's his job. He got paid like a, a featured back. There's no one else there at the moment to really steal many carries. Uh, one of the only ones that you thought maybe could be a guy that would do that ended up signing with a different team in free agency, and we'll talk about him in, in a little bit here. But I'm with you. A guy that's not even 26 yet. Uh, he'll be 26 right as the season's beginning, but he's he's in a fantastic, fantastic spot. Uh, I could see him returning to form as a running back one, not a high-end running back one, but it wouldn't shock me at all if he comes in at running back somewhere 10 through 12 this year, uh, just on pure volume alone. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, they're obviously going to be getting a whole new quarterback situation there. I mean, they they did they went out and traded for the first overall pick, and they bring in a guy like Adam Thielen, so they're not they're bringing in some veterans to to put around this quarterback, whoever, whomever it is. I mean, they're sending 11 people to um, Ohio state's pro day. So that might, you know, be an indicator, but who knows? I mean, they might sure. be sending 11 people to all the pro days, you know what I mean? Just to kind of get the best feel for it. But uh, whomever it is, they're going to have some nice pieces with some veteran people like Miles um, Sanders and obviously Adam Thielen. They got Terrace Marshall as well who has flashed here and there and kind of had a a little bit of a resurgence last year. So it's not like there's nothing there um, after the DJ Moore trade uh, and, and they're not done either. So, I mean, they still have, they still have the draft and there are some, some players floating out there as well um, that they could go out and get us and even uh, trade if, if they really wanted to, there's some, there's some uh, veteran wide receivers available for trade too. So, uh, we'll see yeah. kind of as the, the rest of this offseason unfolds. Uh, but I'm excited yeah. for Miles Sanders anyway. For for sure. Um, Me too. Uh, that was one of my favorite uh, landing spots, one of my favorite moves that really ch- changed the, the value of a player quite a bit uh, for me from what I was expecting. The other one that I think changed uh, quite a bit was the guy that replaced him on his old team, and that's Rashad Penny. Uh, he ended up going – to Philadelphia, and obviously Kenneth Gainwell's there. So the two of them are going to be doing most of the work, and there will be a little bit of Boston Scott sprinkled in, basically only on the Giants games for some reason. Uh, but the only time you need them, twice a year. Then. Yep. <laughs> Got to keep them fresh for the Giants um, games. The The only thing that did surprise me a little bit, because I, I loved the fit, I loved the player. He's a more between the tackles guy, big physical player. The only thing that surprised me is the lack of money uh, in this deal compared to some of the other ones. It's only a one-year deal worth $1.35 million. So it's not a big money deal. Uh, and if things don't go well, I mean, th- there's a chance that he like, I don't think this is going to happen. 
but it's not out of the realm of possibility that he's a lock to make this team. Right. So at that kind of at that kind of cash, it really I mean, that kind of money that they, they could cut him at any point and just get out from underneath that. And so if Rashad Penny is nicked up and injured throughout camp and, and just doesn't show a presence at all and doesn't show anything to Philadelphia, they could move on pretty easily. And it's not like he's been yeah. a model of health throughout his career. When he's healthy, he plays well. Um, it's just the, the fact that he really hasn't been able to stay healthy at, on a consistent basis throughout his career. So we'll see. Rashad Penny, uh, I I have him on a fantasy team, so I I do have a little bit of skin in that game. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the, the Philly landing spot I feel like is good. You know what I mean? If he gets an opportunity, mm-hmm. if he stays there, if he stays healthy, it's a nice spot. They're going to want to run the ball. You don't want to see him leave, you know, a Seattle situation and go to some, go to some place where he's going to get to maybe 10 carries a game at the most. Right. You know what I mean? He's going to maintain a pretty good workload because Philadelphia wants to be able to run the ball. And he's by far and away, like you mentioned, he's a big physical guy. You know what I mean? He's much bigger than Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, so he's going to give him a nice presence um, in the, in the running game in between the tackles. So it's just a matter of staying healthy for for Penny. That's it, man. Uh, but I like the spot. I like. I wish it was more money because then I, I would feel a lot better, a lot warmer and cozier on the inside. But um, it is what it is, man. Injured running backs, you're not going to get a lot of money. Yeah, it, he is probably the highest variance uh, out of all of these guys. I mean, he could end up not even being on the team. He he could finish with a ridiculous season where he's running back 11. Like there are so many like, and anywhere in between. So good luck figuring out what it is. Great, great best ball pick. uh, But tough to be a guy that you're going to truly count on week in week out. All right. Um, Uh, Another, another one that kind of, I think has gone under the radar a little bit. uh, And maybe it's because it happened later on in free agency, as opposed to in the initial two or three days, but I loved the fit with this player and team, and that's Damian Harris, uh, formerly of New England, going to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo has desperately needed, and they, I've talked about it year in and year out, and they never listen to me, Matt. They never do. Gosh. They've needed ah, – idiots. They've needed a big physical back to where at the end of games – and near the goal line that they can trust to give the football so they can help run out the clock and or take some hits away from Josh Allen near the goal line. Now, Josh Allen is still Josh Allen. He's still going to do some things where he's going to get himself more hits than he needs to. But I think Harris is a great fit and a really good compliment to James Cook. Uh, you know, I know he was James Cook was a guy you liked. I, I think we all thought that there was a pretty good chance that somebody would get brought in, whether that was free agency or or the draft. We didn't know what level that would be, but no one really thought I think he was going to be the only back there. What are your thoughts on this situation? Um, I, obviously, this is a great fit um, as far as him and Cook in the backfield together. I, I love the fit there. And they mentioned it. I mean, they they flat out, I mean, I don't know if they did or reporters, you know, they leaked stuff to reporters, but it came out that they wanted a bigger back and they got him. So it is it is a great fit. Obviously, they've been trying to do some things with some smaller backs that are kind of, you know, Devin Singletary is not really the the guy you want running between the tackles on a consistent basis. He's just not big enough uh, for that kind of workload. So Zach Moss didn't work out. Zach Moss moved on and went to Indy and it worked great. You know what I mean? He looked, he looked good there. So we'll see uh, on Damian Harris. He's never been a guy that I loved for, for like fantasy purposes. Um, but he's capable. I, I think, you know what I mean? He's capable and we'll see what kind of commitment they have to him. I call it, call me like skeptical, I guess on Damian Harris as, as a sure. fantasy option. I think it's a, a really good move for the Buffalo bills. I think it'll, like you said, probably open Josh Allen up a, a little bit to, to not taking some of the hits, which is good for his longevity. If you, if you do have uh, him on your roster, so that's how I see Damian Harris. I don't see him as a guy that I would want to go out and acquire or anything like that uh, because sure. he went to from New England to Buffalo. Because uh, just Buffalo's past, they want to throw the heck out of the ball. I bet you James Cook and him have pretty similar snap counts. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're, That's going to be a pretty close yeah. to 
which can can be ugly for fantasy when you're not the guy catching passes. Right. And and he strikes me as a guy that is a great floor play and a terrible ceiling play. Like if you just need somebody to get 10 to 15 at most carries a game and you just need to get 60 yards and, you know, roll the dice with a touchdown or not, he he's perfect for that. You know, yeah. that's great for bye weeks and injury fill-ins, but you're you're not going to the playoffs. You're not going to a title game with him in your lineup. He is simply just going to be a bye week injury filler, right? Yep, that's how I see him for sure, man. Um, All right. So good well, for Buffalo and okay for your for your roster if you got him. I mean, at least he didn't at least he didn't end up in a three headed monster. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> well, this was almost a three headed monster, but uh, one of the guys did move on, so it, just a two headed monster at the moment. Uh, but David Montgomery, uh, twenty will be twenty six years old, got a three year, eighteen million dollar deal to stay in the division as well. So we see a lot of these guys staying in division. Uh, he went to Detroit. What does this mean for his value, and what does this mean for a guy that many people have loved, DeAndre Swift? Yeah, man, um, hated it. But I mean, it's, I think it's better than having Jamal Williams, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like. Um, Jamal Williams had an excellent year last year and he deserved to get carries. You know what I mean? He was like the heart and soul of that team. I'm not sure David Montgomery's that guy. Um, I think he's good. Uh, uh, he's a solid guy, but he's, he's never going to be like a five yards per carry type of guy. He's hovering closer to three than he is five. Um, so David Montgomery, another nice player. I think he, he compliments uh, Swift well. I think he's going to be able to do some things between the tackles. Uh, but they're going to be looking for explosive plays uh, out, of, out of Swift still because that's not Montgomery's game. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm going to look up real fast and see how many touchdowns David Montgomery scored the most in, in any one season. And we'll see. Uh, he might He might be able to beat that this year. So <laughs> eight. He had Eight's a pretty good year in 2020. Yeah, 2020 was eight touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns, and two receiving touchdowns, so ten total. He'll probably he'll probably beat that this year. I'm going to guess that he's going to get 12 or something crazy like that, but he's okay. not going to have a lot of yards attached to it. You know what I mean? Maybe 700. Right. Uh, so for fantasy purposes, no, I, I could see that. Yeah, I I could see that being the situation where, it, as much as we like both of these players individually. Together, it's just going to make both of them really, really difficult to trust. Um, you know, we we heard Campbell say that he he needed more out of Swift, and you know, he needs to be on the field. And it's just, I, I'm gonna have a hard time. They're they're too big of a names to not have in your lineup. But I feel like it's just going to get to the point where you're like, I don't, I don't know that I can trust either one of these guys. I don't know that the offense is dynamic enough. Although that being said, they will have one of the best offensive lines in football. So that is something they do have going for them. So we'll have to see they've all this plays out. Offensive this line, is going to be a they, really interesting got, situation. They've got some wide receivers. It is a really interesting situation, man. So uh, Detroit's going to be a, a fun team to watch. I, I think. I think in general, I'm rooting for them, which I never really had. You know, uh, just because yeah. I like the attitude of the head coach. I like the the chemistry on the team and all that kind of stuff. But they, speaking of chemistry on the team, they lost a pretty good chunk, right? Um, we're going to have to see kind of right. when Jamal Williams went from Detroit to, to New Orleans or New Orleans, New Orleans. Never say a word. And then it just sounds weird. <laughs> Road. <laughs> Road. Uh, limits. Uh, anyway, uh, Jamal Williams moves on from Detroit. New uh, New Orleans, I can't say it. Twelve million bucks on three years, so so a nice a nice uh, chunk of change. And obviously, Kamara, I I believe is going to serve some sort of suspension at some point during the season. So uh, that one to me, there's going to be a a pretty a nice little chunk there when Jamal Williams is the guy, and you're going to be able to ride him quite a bit. Yeah, in, I, I think that's very much in the realm of possibility because. He's gotten the third best deal uh, out of all of these running backs so far, so they paid him decently. But I also don't think this rules out the possibility of them drafting a running back. Uh, with, with both of these guys being on the older side, uh, they get a guy that they like in the right range. 
I do think that's in the realm of possibility. So uh, definitely something that I'm keeping an eye on. For me, this is a perfect uh, wait till he has, especially if Kamara gets gets injured or not injured, suspended, but or or injured too, I guess. Uh, but wait till he has one of the a game or two of those two touchdown games, and I'm selling them as fast as I can because I I think in 2024. I think their leading rusher isn't currently on their team. So I, I think this fair. would be. That's very fair. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kamara's, he hasn't been the same, I feel like, in a couple of years as far as, you know, just being the man. And you're, you're, if you're not that explosive, crazy playmaker, you're, you know, the chance of a team wanting to pay you is pretty slim. So they're, they're going to be looking to make a move. And while Williams is a, a really nice, he's a, he's a great person and a, and a funny, hilarious guy. And oh, yeah. he is a, he is a talented running back. So he's a great locker room guy. He's a great chemistry guy. Um, and he's good on the field for, for now. He does his thing really well. I just like like you said, I, I do think they'll be moving on and trying to like replace both those guys. You just don't hold on to 27, 28, 29 year old guys uh, at that position. So they'll be moving on. Yeah, I totally agree there. A couple other running backs to touch on real quick. Uh, Samaje Pirine, he ended up getting a, a two year deal with Denver, uh, two years, $7.5 million. And this is this is a great one for him because. We don't know what's going to happen with Javante Williams. Could he start week one? It's in the realm of possibility. Could he not play this year? That's also in the realm of possibility. So we really don't know how things are going to work out for Javante Williams. So while he's gone, Piran's probably going to be the main guy uh, there. They still could easily draft a guy somewhere. Uh, they don't have a ton of draft capital. They have uh, no first or second round pick, so uh, they they could take a late third or you know a guy in the fourth round or something like that. But more or less, he's going to be in line for a decent workload, especially in the beginning part of the season. Yeah, obviously they they gave away the the first round draft pick for uh, to acquire Sean Payton, right? Um, so mm-hmm. that one is for sure gone. For and me, that, this one is se- easy. Oh, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 you're you're good. I was just gonna say where the second round pick was. That's not important. We know it's gone. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Samaj P. Ryan. Um, for me, it's easy, man. Like you, you already mentioned it, so I'm not gonna beat the dead horse. But Jamal, uh, favorite Williams, <laughs> if, favorite if you Williams. will, <laughs> favorite Williams. Um, who knows what's happening with the knee with the, with the multiple uh, ligaments? I mean, all the opt, you know, all the optimism that they've been kind of spewing about him being ready. It could be just that. It could be just over overly optimistic speech, you know, offseason speech. Um, I think the signing here and the amount of money that they gave a, a backup running back from the Bengals kind of speaks more to the truth of the matter that mm-hmm. he's probably not going to be ready. Uh, you don't sign a guy like this if you feel like your guy is going to be is going to be there and be ready. Um, so Samaje P. Ryan. I think is going to get some serious work at the beginning of the season to say the very least. Uh, you know, I would, I would imagine the first half of the season at least is going to be mostly Samaj P. Ryan. And he's proven some good things there with the Bengals when he gets an opportunity because he catches the ball surprisingly well and, and definitely can operate between the tackles. So I like, I like Samaj. I think he's a sneaky guy to go out and kind of get. If you have Javante Williams, uh, you know, you could frame it as, as I just want to get some insurance in case, you know, Javante isn't there to start the season. I know Javante's yeah. going to be there and, and kind of try to chip away and, and at the, whoever has Samaje. And, but if you frame it the right way, you want it to maybe overpay or pay quite as much for a guy like P. Ryan. Then I think you're going to get quality, quality starts, especially first half of the season next year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, a couple other quick ones to hit on. Uh, Miami re-signed their entire backfield. So right. there's that. Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, and even Miles Gaskin. Like, what the heck? They re-signed him to. Uh, it's it's did ridiculous. He, did it makes play, no did sense he play last year at all? Like, did he do he, anything? <laughs> I don't, he could have stayed at home and watched games from his couch for all I know. Like, I truly, I have no idea if he even saw the field last year. But that being said, they re signed. But 
all of those guys are just mad guys anyway. They could still easily draft one. So we'll have to wait and see there. Uh, three, three other names, uh, actually four other names. There's been a lot of movement with the running back position. I'm just going to touch on them real quick. Feel free to interject, say anything you want. Uh, but Alexander Madison re-signs with, with uh, the Minnesota Vikings, which slight eyebrow raised because most people thought he was going to be gone. And he signs a two-year, $7 million deal. And I said you can just interject, in it, but now I'm going to ask you a direct question. Do you think there's a chance that Cook's gone? I mean, I think that those two things go hand in hand. Yeah, I don't think you bring back a guy like Al, um, Alexander Madison if you're not having some sort of talks in the background about Dalvin Cook. And that was the hot and heavy rumor early. I mean, obviously that stuff has died down now, sure. but that could that could easily be in one of those things where you lay the groundwork and you come right back to it draft day. Hey, man, are you ready to make that move? We talked about maybe. Yeah. Switching spots in this round, you know what I mean? Like maybe maybe that team switches spots in in the second round or something like that, and you see Cook move in, in one of those kind of deals. So we'll see. But I I think if you follow the money, you follow you know how much they're paying a guy. I think they want to get cheaper at that position, um, and that's how you do it. You sign Alexander Madison to a contract that's averaging three and a half million dollars a year, and then you get rid of the guy with the huge contract. Um, yep. so that all, ma- that all makes sense to me. And Alex, you know, Madison's only 24. He'll be, you know, 25. He's probably before the season starts, but you've got a window with him. You got a two year window with him and, and all the rest of the guys. And I think that works. Absolutely. All right. On top of that, we have, uh, let's see, James Robinson, uh, two year, $4 million deal with new England, Devin Singletary, uh, one year, three, uh, almost $4 million. Uh, with the Houston Texans, and then Dante Foreman, uh, he signs a one-year, three million dollar deal uh, with Chicago. All of those could be pretty interesting, uh, but I think specifically Foreman and Singletary, there's a chance that they could be the lead back on their teams. Yeah, I was going to go in reverse order, so I'm glad you said him that way. Um, uh, Foreman, absolutely. Him and him and Khalil Herbert, I think, make a great combo. So I can see from a football standpoint why the Chicago Bears wanted to make that kind of move. Um, but I think they really like Khalil Herbert. I don't think you would have let, you know, just let David Montgomery go if you didn't like him. Mm-hmm. And I think Foreman, I think they know what Foreman is. Foreman can and close games out for you. He can wear defenses down. He's a big body, yeah. uh, but you're not going to get... Uh, some of the lateral stuff, some of the explosive stuff out of him that you yeah, you do out of um, Khalil Herbert. So they 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 win in different ways, which is great. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I'm still putting my money on Herbert because I think he I think he has what it takes to be a starting running back in the NFL. Not that Foreman doesn't. I just think um, he has out of the two just a little bit more juice. Uh, yeah. But I could. I could see that going the other way as well. You know what I mean? Like if, if Herbert for whatever reason gets banged up and they just love the way Foreman grind out, they, he can grind games out and kind of take some of the pressure off the quarterback there. Um, then maybe, maybe he'll, he'll earn a little bit more of a, uh, of a role. Um, so that one to me is murky, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Khalil Herbert. Um, Devin Singletary, that one, to me was odd. Um, I feel like Damon Pierce is a better running back than Devin Singletary in, in my opinion. Uh, so I don't know why, I don't know why Houston had the draw to pull Devin Singletary. And I'm not sure what Devin Singletary, like what he does better than Damon Pierce in any kind of facet. Uh, so for me, that one is odd. And I don't know why Devin Singletary would want to go so, somewhere like Houston. Uh, maybe just didn't have a lot of options. They were kind of the only ones nibbling or something like that. And that's why I signed this one year deal. Um, well, and anytime you get new coaching staffs, it never surprises me if they bring in new guys. Uh, you, right. you see that in almost every situation, unless the guy is an absolute stud and it's obvious like, okay, we're not getting rid of, you know, somebody in place of Jonathan Taylor. We're not going to do somebody in place of Christian McCaffrey. Like, you know, guys like that are obvious. But guys that are more fringe guys, you you do tend to see that where coaches just 
yeah, but I like this guy, and then I'll let him battle it out, and then I'll decide who I like. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I guess I hadn't looked at it from like from that angle or through that lens. Um, so maybe that is a good good thing for Singletary that he was picked by this new regime. Um, I can't remember who D'Amico Ryan's brought in as the offensive coordinator, but it was somebody from San Francisco, I'd have to wasn't take a look. it? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like it was. So, so maybe, and those guys have a tendency. Well, was it, was it Lafleur from? Was it Lafleur from the Jets? Because he was in San Francisco. I don't think it was. I I had I I had read an article about it. I think it was somebody that I had never heard of. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Either way, it's it's an interesting situation. Right. I think both guys. I think it is going to be another timeshare type of situation where they're they're splitting carries, they're going back and forth. Neither one is elite. Neither one is bad. They're just you know one of them's going to get sixty percent of the work, and the other one's going to get forty percent of the work. And if one of them performs significantly better, that could change slightly. But I think for the time being, it's it's going to be you know. One guy's running back 26 and the other guy's running back 29 on the season. And I think that's, that's unfortunate, but that's probably what we're looking at. Right. And he did. It's, it's some guy, uh, Bobby Slowick. Okay. Um, so it was not, uh, Mike LaFleur. Okay. All right. Well, I think that more or less wraps up our running back and quarterback segment of trades and free agency. We didn't have a lot of trades at these two positions. We did have a decent amount at the wide receiver and tight end position, so we'll definitely be covering that in the next episode. Uh, Matt, anything else on these guys before we get out of here? Um, I think those are all the major notes, man. We'll cover obviously whoever com- whoever else comes down the pipelines, kind of as this as this thing rolls out, and and when we do team breakdowns, I feel like we'll kind of re go over any of these big time moves right. if there was anything we missed. So I think we're good to go to for today. Yeah, and, and there are still a few big names out there, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt. So there are still a few guys out there that at some point are going to sign somewhere more than likely, but we just we don't know where. Hold on. we I can't believe we forgot this one guy we have to talk about. Uh-oh. Okay. Ronald Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah. To the Dallas Cowboys, man. Come on, dude. How did we yeah. miss that guy? For $0. That's his average. For $0. Um, Average that, that's a heck here. that's a heck of a deal uh, <laughs> i'll take him for zero bucks man you know I'll, for free <laughs> so yeah um never mind just joking about that one but um i didn't realize ronald jones was still playing football until i saw him so i i i had not heard about that signing i literally had no idea there supposedly but um all right dude uh till next week when we are breaking down fresh rookies right yep yep absolutely Adios.